Hello, I'm Alberto Salvato. Welcome to Crime Time, a Virginia criminal law podcast. I'm here with Anna Dvorak, Anthony Norse, and Ann Thayer. Enjoy the show. So here it is, legal disclaimer, because we are lawyers and we've got to write one. So if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. We sincerely hope you are listening to this podcast for its entertainment value and not with the intention of acquiring legal advice for any individual case or situation. I mean, come on, you wouldn't take advice from someone you have never met or spoken to directly, right? If you were bleeding profusely, you wouldn't listen to a podcast in hopes of a bandage somehow materializing over the internet and onto your 3D printer. Seeking actual legal advice can be just as important as a tourniquet. The hosts of this podcast are in no way intending to create an attorney-client relationship with any listener. Sorry, we are sure you all are great people, but we cannot stress enough how little we know of you and your case. And rather than risk an awkward moment, let us just remember we have never met. Nothing on this platform should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. We are just a group of friends with differing opinions and viewpoints, which we will try to explore through discussions of current events, law changes, and whatever else floats our fancy. In this episode, the ins and get outs of trespassing. Trespassing is one of those very common offenses that we see in the courts as criminal defense attorneys. It's very easy to get charged. I feel as if the majority of the cases involve homeless people who tend to go to somewhere they may consider warm or even to like a 7-Eleven and refuse to leave. But it's a fairly serious case. It's not something that people are oftentimes looking for jail. When I say people, the Commonwealth attorneys, but after you accumulate a whole bunch, then it starts getting a bit more and more serious. Now, it is a class one misdemeanor, which means it's on the same level of assault batteries and drinking and driving or drinking while intoxicated, even reckless driving in Virginia. So it's something that we have to take seriously. So I have two of the, well, actually three of the best trespassing and defense attorneys present with me, and that's my co-hosts, Anne, Anna, and Tony. Alberto is absolutely right about who generally gets charged. It is homeless. It is also college students. It used to be, and high school students used to get charged with trespassing. Now, of course, if you're a juvenile, now trespassing would go to something like diversion. But I know that hypothetically, I've heard of people going into their neighbor's pool, you know, and trespassing to their backyard. And that's not done by homeless people. That is just you know, kids after hours being silly and being stupid. Yeah, you're right. And I forgot about this. You see a lot of parks, you know, they yeah. close at sunset and you see these signs that say, you know, park closes sunset, no trespassing afterwards. And of course you see a lot of kids, sometimes adults, a lot of my clients. They usually say no trespassing after dusk. Yeah, after right. dusk. That's right. So, you know, what's funny is how do you define dusk? That is something that would be like, that's so... It's a plain you know, meaning. It's a plain meaning, sure, but dusk to me can mean something different than to the officer. They're always going to say it's dusk when it's not dusk. Well, the great thing now is that we have body cams or before, like deciding whether it's light or not. Definitely, I agree with you, came down to like what testimony was. But we got, especially before body cams and even now, we get trespassing on school grounds, after dark, at parks. We know that if you're underage and you want to go smoke marijuana or you want to go drink with your friends or things like that, there are some large parks in Fairfax County. And not surprisingly, young people who are under the age of 21 might go and take that opportunity to go to those places and smoke and, and drink if they are not you know, able to do so at their homes. It's kind of a historical trespass. But you know, the interesting thing about trespass are two things. One, it's kind of shockingly hard to prove 
when they're not dealing with a posted sign, because there are trespasses where people say, I banned him from the property. Well, you have to have the person who bans them. Like there are all these different little defenses within a trespass. You have to have the person Um, authorized to ban the person. It can't just be the person that bans them. Right. And it can't be the police officer being told from the person just showing up and saying he was banned. There has to be the person with authority. And there generally is, you know, testimony about posted signs. But one of the things that came up, one of the legislative changes came up with trespassing is that it is one of the few misdemeanors where you can get your DNA taken. Oh, that's interesting. I recall that now. That's yeah, I forgot about that. And which I think is ridiculous. we all used to, it is ridiculous. I mean, we all used to use trespassing as the thing that we would find the special charge we would find to plead somebody down to from something serious like assault and battery or you know theft or things like that trespassing in the common law actually often meant trespassing on somebody else's property or in their chattels, like taking their stuff, like petty larceny is a trespass on someone's property, like taking their property. So we would come up with different legal fictions using trespass, but I don't use trespass as much because of the DNA function, unless I can get a deferral on it. There's also computer trespass. We haven't even thought about that. Well, we just did think about it while you just saying it. But we'll skip that for a later episode. Maybe yeah, we'll have just out there. So but I we... want to go back to an interesting topic that we touched on just a little bit, mm-hmm. and that is the definition of dusk and body cams and all that stuff. So the definition of dusk is the darker stage of twilight. So my point is, how do we know it's the darker stage of twilight just by the video? It could be the lighter part of twilight. What is twilight? I mean, those are oh. elements of the case. So. I, mean, I love it. I love right? it. I'm waiting for this argument. You are going to take a I'm trespass going to make this argument. right That's at right. dusk and you are going to make that argument. I don't care what your video says. It's not accurate and everything's dark in those videos anyway. So how do they prove a, I mean, obviously if it's nighttime, it's something different, but if it's right around that time, I think they'll have a hard time proving it. When you say not accurate, you miss, well, you're mostly talking about like the dust situation here. There are a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dusk. Like, the dusk. Let's not be a conspiracy theorist. All those videos show my client is guilty or not like well the videos aren't exactly the best body cams and you know cruiser cams i don't think they're 4k or anything unless they've improved them i guess it possibly could be but i wouldn't go by what you know that represents what the day is or how it looks like so for our listeners out there if you are at a park and it says you got to stay out do you think the officer can just testify to that or have a photo of the sign um or what if they don't have a photo of the sign well i think they could testify to it if it's a government park well it's not necessarily hearsay why is it not because it's a sign, it's not a declarant. It is a it writing, is however, so it's it might writing. run afoul of the best evidence rule. But it's being offered for the truth, and it's writing. It's writing, and it's it's words being offered for the truth. It's not like they are an element of the offense. It's not like a peripheral okay. thing. It's not. It's not. So it is so, hearsay. So why can they testify about the speed limit sign? You don't object to that as a matter of course. I mean, it's the same I'm, reasoning. I'm, I'm kidding. But, I'm kidding. I was like. I'm, I'm just busted your fault. No, no, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, but I mean, it's the same so, sort of thing. It's so often in those cases. It's so in speeding cases. I mean, let's. I mean, focusing on trespassing cases specifically, the sign, the sign in this type of case is is different. I think you know, speeding is restricted. Let's move away from like infractions for a second as to why people don't object to that. Because I think we'll go down a rabbit hole. Why do you think the trespass? I'm talking about speeding. <laughs> We're talking, talking about, about the trespass. Too. 
No, but we've already talked about those and we've talked about those, but like talking about why the trespass sign doesn't come in. Right. So the issue is they have to prove that somebody is banned from a particular place. Now, I could understand a police officer not being able to testify as to what somebody told him, like the homeowner, the apartment complex management, the 7-Eleven place. They can't come into court and say, well, the manager just said he couldn't arrive or couldn't be there. So when he showed up again, I trespassed him or I gave him the trespass charge. Now in court, they actually have to bring in that owner to testify to that. And I guess there's some circumstances like say at a uh, door where the loss prevention officer stops somebody and they arrest them because they, they stole something. What they do then when they're interviewing them or collecting the merchandise, they actually give them a piece of paper that says you are not able to return to this store. And in the future, they would have to come into court, testify that they banned them. And that's actually hard to do. It's hard to do. And the weirder thing is how many times have we entered into some sort of a plea agreement where part of the conditions is you can't return to any Home Depot, for instance. And I'm like, how are they going to ever enforce that? But again, I digress. That's just some of the trespassing issues because they're not particularly easy to prove. Just like somebody said, I can't remember who it was, but they're not, they're not the easiest charge for the Commonwealth. They require more witnesses in a reckless drive. Just require just someone they, they require someone that gave you the notice or proof that there's a sign posted on a, like a government property or a public park or something that they can take. You know, I mean, there has to be some kind of evidence of what the ban is that you're not allowed to do or where you're allowed to be or the time you're allowed to be there. So some of them could be easy. Sometimes you got a store and they don't want the person there. They're going to come to court every time and say, keep this person off my property. And other times you can't even figure out who the actual authorized person is to like that kind of notice. Like, is a tenant able to do it? Do you have to prove that person's a tenant or is it the owner that has to come in and... It's the person with the authority. So an owner could give a lessee authority to post something, no trespassing, but you would have to have the person with the authority and they would have to prove they had that authority. Right. So so if you think about it, it'd have to be multiple people in that situation. You'd have to have the person who had the authority and that the person who gave the authority to do it. So that's uh, two witnesses there that would have to come on a simple trespass. Boy, these cases are super hard. They're not as, you know, I started this conversation thinking to myself, this is an easy statute. It's just, it is what it is, but it's but actually- They get more complicated because if an officer has responded to a scene and he's issued a trespass, you know what I mean? Like he could ban someone- or, or be the person that hands them the notice to say, I, like, I had an owner here and this is what was said. And I was present when it was given to them about whether or not they were informed and things like that. So that's an important piece, too. If the person says, I was never given notice, because so, a lot of times officers work the same jurisdictions, they go back to the same places and they know that the person's been told to stay off the property because they were present. Right. And those are the ones where you see a lot of the, you know, a lot of the homeless people who who keep coming back and forth and they know, right? And I mean, is that basically what we're talking about in, in that situation? I think homeless uh, or sometimes even if you're not homeless, mental health issues or... The, I mean, the other... I'm just testing the water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the one thing we didn't talk about, what if you're the victim of a trespasser, what do you do? I guess, I mean, if I'm the homeowner or an authorized person, do I give them a letter then? Is that enough? I mean, you can't have a trust. I can't get a trust, no trespass order, I guess. Yeah, you can. Um, you can trespass notice. You can have it served on them. A notice, but yeah, you can't have an actual notice. It can even notice. be an oral notice. It's just about yep. proving it. Right. Yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, you can get, I, I know I've had clients who serve somebody with a trespass 
there's like, I mean, there's a form notice. You probably get that. There are, there are form notices, but I think you can just send a letter that too, that says stay off of my property or right. whatever the address or stay off from my store, or stay out of the shopping center. If you own the shopping center, you know what I mean? Cause Tyson's like, for instance, they'll ban you from the mall and you can get banned from the store. It's not just the store that you're banned from in Fairfax, you're banned from the whole mall. Right. The best no trespassing sign I've ever seen was when I was uh, investigating a case and I went to knock on one of the witnesses' doors and the uh, sticker on the door was uh, something that said, uh, no trespassing or you'll meet the dog. And the dog was a picture of this huge gun. And I'm like, okay, not going to be knocking on this door. I was like, this guy's intimidating as hell. (laughs) But anyway, I, I knocked and but, sure not the guy kicked me off the property, but still. And going back to the other issue, I think when you read the trespass statute, it's the act of the posting of the notices, not the actual, and putting them in a place that they could reasonably see, not what they said in them, right? If it just says no trespassing, but you put your no trespass sign underneath your garbage can, that's not appropriate. Nobody could see that. It's not reasonably seen. But if you post it a bunch of places where it'd be reasonably seen, then the act of posting is itself the element, not, not necessarily the words. I think that's what divorces it from kind of hearsay analysis but obviously usually but the when- wording matters though too because if you post something in a shopping center or a store and they well, who's to, where does that start and stop in terms of who owns what if if a private person sends somebody a notice to stay off so that their driveway like where does their property line you got people that'll come and stand on the street like that's not trespassing but it's like close you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. i think it has to be sufficient that people know like where they can and can't be. And the person giving it has to be authorized to say you can't be on this particular area or else you're going to be. I agree. I I agree with you. And I don't think that the no trespassing notices by themselves are per se rule. I believe that you still have to have like, as you said, the authority, like I can have a no trespassing sign on my property. I still let the mailman come up and put in like mail. But if that particular person, John, who's not the mailman is you know, he comes like, how do I, how does he know that he has to, he has to follow that rule? I agree with you. You still would have to have the owner come and the posts have to make sense, right? They can't, they can't just be like no trespassing unless you're a one-eyed, long-haired, freaky person. You know, you can't just like make sense. Generally, it has to be obvious and open to, to most people. I think the difference with the the dark thing is really just the question of if you're limited to trespassing after a certain time or whatever, then obviously that has to be proved as to what time that happened or or when yeah. in the last moments of twilight it happened. It would just, and to me, seem... Go ahead. Comes Sorry, comes down to a claim of right defense. There is a claim of right defense to a trespass. If you have a good faith belief that you have a right to enter the property, even if your belief is wrong, then they can't convict you of the trespass. Right. What would be a good example of that? Would that be, say, someone who, well, I don't know, maybe just trying to think of something, just brainstorming, would it be someone who's been evicted, may not know it, I guess, and goes to the home even though he shouldn't be over there? Or is that a little bit too extreme? That's probably not the best example. Well, we have but. we have landlords that use self-help and lock people out, and they don't know they've been locked out, and they walk onto the premises and try to use their key and they can't use their key, and, and they get charged with trespassing. That's happened, or a homeowner's, like they've written out like a a warrant on that, maybe not a police officer, and they swear it out. And I think that person wins on the claim of right defense and also a notice defense. And they also have a good ouster case. 2234 motion. <laughs> what what but, was the number? <laughs> I believe that's a 2130 situation. 2130 yeah. situation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it doesn't necessarily apply to ouster. <laughs> no. Now, if you own a property and someone trespasses on your property, after you tell them they have to leave, 
you are allowed to use reasonable means to remove them from your property. And that includes force. Reasonable I, force. Right. But I said reason I said reasonable means and that would include force, but it's like you can't shoot somebody if they don't leave your property. You know, that would require them to have done something violent or otherwise. You know, a lot of our clients, I'm sure, you know, watch millions of television shows, watch movies, and you have like the cantankerous guy who's in his house and is like, get off my lawn and shoots people, right? In Virginia, we're not talking about Florida, Virginia, you can't shoot people for trespassing on your property without more information. Like violators will be shot. Right. Violators be shot. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to Texas. Yeah. Florida, Texas, <laughs> standing your ground, all that stuff. But you know, we to be clear, we we have all read and and I'm sure we've all seen those different news stories this year of people going to the neighbor's house to confront them about something and the neighbor shoots like a child through the door or kill that woman who went to confront a neighbor about her treatment of her children, you know, and whether they got charged or not. I mean, those are all trespassing cases. That kind of self-help, I encourage people not to use. I encourage people to call the police if they don't want somebody on their property and they feel uncomfortable confronting them. Call the police. Even if there's no crime going on, if you feel you need to de-escalate something, call them. The other thing, I mean, when you do notify somebody, I wonder if it's a good idea to make sure there's a witness there who can then go and, and testify because it becomes a he said, she said, or whatever she said, she said kind of a case in, in court, much like an assault and battery. And, you know, that presumption of innocence should weigh a lot more than than I say it does in a lot of these cases. But that's why giving a notice in writing is much better too, I would suppose. But even then, I mean, you have to have proof that you gave it to them and you could testify to it. But well, sometimes if you have them served with it, then you get it. Yeah, served. Sure, served. But it's not required to get a served. You can give somebody a letter, like you were saying, and send it to them. But mm-hmm. send a registered mail, I guess. Would that be right. enough? I don't know. Right. Um, but it's right. good enough to have as much witness, as many witnesses as possible, right? Before you trespass your foot on his, anyway. Right. But I mean, I <laughs> that easy. Yeah. But I also want to say, just because I said to call the police and everything, I want to apologize for all the police officers I know that I've just encouraged a bunch of people to call you. But I would prefer them to call you over shooting their neighbor that they don't like. So, Which we've seen that case a few times, too. I mean, yeah, sample, you know, recently, a couple of years ago, I think it happened, right? Either right during COVID or right... Uh, In Springfield, right? Maybe, yeah, just happened. Maybe the conviction happened a year ago, I think it was. Or 18 months ago, that's when it was. Yeah. Yeah, we'll the neighbor Yeah. And one of the no solicitation sign, does that work for anything? If you're a salesman, you see a no solicitation sign, and you go ahead and knock anyway, kind of close but it not really does, but you'd have to be really motivated to take someone to court for that have Did you ever even... had <laughs> have you have ever, you ever to... had these <laughs> i'm fine with salesmen it's a politician sorry scott but it's the politicians who knock on my door i just can't i can't just i'm like just leave it i will look it up online thank you yeah well i I mean, I think we have to have contact with our neighbors. I think it's, I think to speak more generally, I think it's good that politicians get out and meet their neighbor. I don't really want to talk to them either, right? I would like to have dinner with my family. I'd like to, if I'm on a weekend, I want to hang out. I don't want to talk to anybody about anything. But the more we don't have relationships with our neighbors, we have situations where we shoot our neighbors or we don't talk or we decide we have too many disagreements. And so we don't you know, we don't, we trespass more people in our lives. Right. And I don't think that that's a great way to live. No, um, it's not, it's, it's angry, but I mean, look, sometimes it, there's oftentimes an appropriate reason for 
issuing that no trespass. And some people are are nuisance. Right. Uh, nuisances. Boy, is that even a word? It's hard to say. It is. Nuisances. Nuisances. And you have to do something. And, you know, slapping somebody across the face a couple of times before you give that trespass notice is not going to work. That's just an assault and battery. And but I, yeah, but I can say that most of the, most of the people that are chronic <laughs> trespassers, I know, Anne's over here like, I don't what, know what's what wrong, Anne? Did here. you not like that line? <laughs> I think but, you're going to get somebody calling you about, hey, you said I could slap someone because they're no, just I, I said you can't, but let me tell you, somebody That's who's not trespassing. What they're gonna hear. <laughs> no, but if I'm a trespasser and I'm about to be charged, I'd be like, can't you just let them slap me in the face a few times? I won't come back anyway. Well, I would just say the majority of people who trespass on multiple occasions at a particular place are people who have mental health conditions or are unhoused and don't have another location to go to. And what Fairfax has been doing and other jurisdictions in Northern Virginia is trying to divert those particular cases into our mental health system and things like that so that they're not prosecuted. Because before, when I started, you'd get people with like thousands of trespasses. And as soon as they got out, they were going to go right back to whatever that business was. I think I've said this a million times, but I had a guy who was just like, I was like, you know, you can't go to the China King. He's like, I know I can't go to China King. But the spiritual world says, if I don't go, the whole world will explode. So I got to go. Yeah, so I, I like, want him to you go. Know, I appreciate the sacrifice, right? So, But at the same time, those are the more of the nuisance trespass, I would say. There's a lot of one-offs, like kids' cases, the situations with college students, things like that. Those are general. Or angry neighbors. You get trespassed once, you get charged with something once. Then you we go from, you know, those cases resolve and people don't have any other on their record. But... It's generally people who are unhoused and have a mental health condition that well, have yeah, those right. issues. I mean, one thing I was thinking, thinking about too, it's trespass is something that is a tool that's used by police officers to find something else. So in that park after dusk, whatever that means, they'll you know sometimes find somebody sitting inside their car. They could be just talking to their partner and police officer shows up because now they're, I, I would assume they got reasonable you know, articulable suspicion to approach a car inside a park when you're not supposed to be in there. That's, I guess, not labeled as a police or a park employee and approach them. And, and a lot of times they're they're talking or having a couple of beers, smoking weed, smoking the marijuana, the Mary Jean, which isn't necessarily illegal anymore, but in a car in a park, it is in public. So it leads to other things. It's a tool. As are you, Alberto. As we get to the... <laughs> I was looking for that. I know. I couldn't help it. It was like kind of like. Yeah, lots, lots of people like to hit softballs, but (laughs) I'm more of a baseball guy. I'm, you know, I'm retired now as an athlete, so the only ones I can hit. So just to wrap things up, trespassing shouldn't do it. It's not in the criminal justice system the biggest deal in the world, but if you are the victim of a trespassing. Be careful and don't shoot anybody. I guess those are my last words. Any other thing from you, Alberto? Yes. When you get my no trespass order, Anna, please don't discard it. Uh, I think I thought I you were going to send her a protective order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's coming too. Which, by the way, <laughs> I can enforce a no trespass with a protective order if I had it. It's called the pro- protective order violation, which is very difficult for someone because it's got mandatory time, right? You can't suspend all of it on the probation violation. Right, you have, have to do some. You have to do yeah. some. Not in the pro- yeah. You just have, you have to do some jail if you're convicted. Could be an hour. Could be a minute too. You'd be all right. Mm-hmm. I sentence you to one hour with fifty nine minutes suspended. That'd be funny if I ever became a judge. I would totally do that. I would totally do that. I'm gonna avoid your courtroom. All these people will be sitting in the back, like 
deputies take them back. There's like and the deputy like stop it. No, I had no other words. Trespass is you know, like I said, I started this conversation thinking to be a lot easier and less complex in most other cases, but it's actually pretty complex and it's hard to it's hard to prove. It's not very easy to prove. So attorneys out there, you know, look for all the elements. And if you're a defendant, I would suggest finding an attorney and having them represent you because if you go there alone, you're not gonna have the you're not gonna know what, what you can do. You're not gonna know the nuances of the case and and it's a class one misdemeanor. And as Anna said earlier, it's one of the, it's one of the few. Is it the only class one misdemeanor that requires DNA? I think there are some other ones. I think they might be sexual assault or something like that. I am not sexual entirely sure, maybe. but I know yeah. that trespass is definitely one of them. But bizarre. there are a couple other ones. It's so bizarre. Like to me, it's just bizarre. Anyway, I don't know how many times I can say bizarre. But it's so bizarre. Yeah. The only thing that I would say is if you ever get served a trespass notice, just speak to an attorney and make sure that you know what you can and can't do. Because sometimes people get in trouble thinking they can be somewhere that they're not allowed to be, or you think you can't go somewhere when the notice doesn't really state that you can't be, you know, like for instance, I gave the mall example earlier. You might be thinking you can't be at Tyson's period, but maybe you can be, or you might be thinking, oh, I just got to stay out of this one store when really it's the whole mall you got to stay out of. So just make sure you know what's in the order and that you follow it because otherwise you're facing a criminal charge every time you violate the order and then they'll reissue it. And it just, you know, sometimes you can stay out of jail, but eventually it's going to land on you that they're going to start doing jail time because you're not staying away from the property. And I would just add, always make sure the witnesses are in court because oftentimes they don't have the right people there to prove the case. Excellent. Thanks for joining us on Crime Time. Please join us again for our next episode. If you enjoy our podcast, Crime Time with Virginia defense attorneys, be sure to share our podcast with someone that you know. You can find our podcast on most of the major platforms like Spotify, Google, and Apple, as well as some of the smaller podcast platforms. We also post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, so you can find our episodes there every week on Tuesday at 9 a.m. If you want to leave us a review or a comment and tell us what topics you'd like to hear about, we always welcome feedback and we're always looking for new ideas and guests to bring onto our show. We hope you you keep listening and thanks for being a supporter of our podcast. Mm-hmm.